This is the magic of compassion. I'm Little Wu, and today's topic or question is how to deal with feeling helpless in the face of world events. And that's something that has come up a lot, of course, lately uh, in light of uh, post-election grieving and shock and anger that a lot of people feel. So I want to kind of give some practical things you can focus on today. First, the very first thing I want to talk about, the whole thesis behind today's topic, is that you are a creator, and that we must not forget that, even when there's times of world turmoil, because often world events seem outside of our control, and they seem so much bigger than we are, and then we start to feel small and helpless, and that actually is the opposite of being a creator is someone who believes that they're a victim or someone who is at the mercy of world events. And so to return to that place of recognizing your power as a creator, and if you, this is a paradigm that you subscribe to, then this is a great time to reconfirm that, even in the face of world events and even the face of turmoil. And that part of that work of being a creator is to get yourself out of survival mode. And I don't mean that you have to figure out all your financial stuff, that you have to have no debts and no fears around money, but just to know that when you do the daily work to get out of the mindset. So yeah, you don't have to figure out what your rent is for the next five months or to have a big pot of money sitting on top of it to feel safe and good. But survival mode is a way of being in this world. And even people with lots of money feel survival mode. So it's not relevant necessarily to the amount of money you have, but it's a state of mind that you can cultivate with or without money, with or without a promise of job security. It's a state of mind that is not reactionary. And it's not from your reptilian brain. And that part of you that is reacting to world events out of fear is going to react from a flight or fight tendency. And that means that you're going to use your anger and fear to just jump off a cliff or onto the next bandwagon. And it might not be the right strategy for you and your unique gifts as a creator. So we need to take a moment and take a deep breath and set, 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 stand back from what's happening and remind ourselves that we are creative, that we are creators. And I'm not just talking about art as creativity. I'm talking about true creativity. True creation power is the ability to see something different and then put your energy to make it real. What do you wish to make real in this lifetime? So I want to kind of bring you back to that when you're feeling of um, constant fear or feeling uh, stressed by world events. Use your anger, feel it, let yourself really sit with it and say, why am I so angry? Why am I so scared? And use that anger or fear to understand what it is that you really don't like and don't want that's happening. And then use that to determine what you actually really want and what you really like to happen, what you'd like to create. And, and this is not fantasizing or just daydreaming. This is about creating an image in your head with your imagination that is so strong that it gives you the life force to get up every day and say, that is such a beautiful vision that it's worth getting up for every day and spending the rest of my life trying to make it real. It's worth it, because if you're going to live, then you might as well live for something that's beautiful and, 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 and let the ugliness shape the beauty that you wish to create. And so that calls up your life force. Ugliness doesn't call up life force. It just depresses life force. It destroys life force. And so beauty, something beauty, not just beautiful physically, but beautifully, beautiful intrinsically, that something so beautiful to your heart, to your soul, to your spirit, that it moves you. And that's the kind of vision you need to create and imagine. 
and I'm going to use an example of the vision of the electric car. And it's amazing when I looked it up that there was in 1828 the first signs of this vision really coming to fruition. Um, on, uh, someone in Hungary started to create a small-scale model electric car, and then a few years later someone in the Netherlands did that, and then another one in Scotland. So the, this collective consciousness around the electric car was forming, and then of course it was derailed, literally, when um, someone created an electric rail, rail car and the railway workers demolished it thinking, oh my god, we're going to lose our jobs. So out of fear, this whole thing was dismantled. Um, that direction went, went into a different direction, into you know, petrol, um, which is where a lot of people invested their money. So out of fear, they blocked this invention. But that vision of having an alternative, cleaner energy kept the imagination of many other inventors. And of course, Tesla Motors has brought to fruition uh, a, a you know, wide-scale adoption of the electric car and has become a huge success story. And it just comes from having a beautiful dream that you don't let go of, even in the face of all kinds of opposition, even all kinds of deniers. There's like that dream that generates in innovation and creativity and life force and commitment. And that's what happened. Um, when I looked up Tesla, uh, it was founded in 2003 by a group of engineers in Silicon Valley who wanted to prove that electric cars would be better than gasoline-powered cars. So it's like that vision of what was better that drove them, not fighting against gasoline, uh, the petrol um, uh, you know, conglomerates, but to create something that they really believed in. So that's that visioning example. The second step is to use your specific talents and your interests to determine what dream you wish to create in this lifetime. So when I talk about visioning, you're going to be visioning uh, what is most beautiful to you and then applying your talents and your daily interests to keep massaging and creating that dream. And so if you are listening to world events, you need to really turn that back to what is the most interesting aspect of a beautiful world to you. And it could be something that's nothing to do with politics, but will change the world. So we can't deny the benefits of all kinds of other fields. Um, so at this time, everyone's focused on politicians or maybe um, uh, activism, but there's only different, so many different kinds of activism that we can focus on. And to not deny that your unique interests and talents have a place in this world. And, and I've heard of you know, people wanting to quit their jobs and become an activist or quit their studies to do that, but it's, is that really the best strategy to just jump on a bandwagon because it feels like that's the most important thing to do right now is become an activist or become a politician? Um, but that may not be where your joy is and may not be where your talents are. It might actually destroy your life force to go on that path. Um, so I want to use comedy as an, one example. Um, Stephen Colbert is one of my favorite comedians when he was doing Colbert Report. And for me, and for many, it was the only way that they could digest the news is because the comedy lightened it up and gave it some space so that we could actually grab these very difficult news stories and actually digest them. So comedy helps us digest difficult topics and look at things from a new perspective, find some upliftment or lightness, uh, new perspectives, helps us think through things that are not easy to think about. And so comedy has a real place in our lives. It's a form of true alchemy.
And so we can't minimize the power of comedy. And so if you want to be a comedian and you feel you, you, want, to, uh, you want to jump on the bandwagon of becoming a politician, well, you may be, maybe you could become a funny politician. <laughs> We've had some of those too. But maybe your real gift is to be a comedian. It's to create satire, to create really powerful comedy pieces that change people's lives, that give people things to think about, or to help them lighten their day so that they can do their work. So your gift as a comedian is not lost. You have to keep focusing on and trust that it will help and contribute to the world events and, and help people feel better. And I want to also use poetry and song as an example. Art is often minimized uh, and, and not re recognized for its depth and its power until someone we love passes away, like Leonard Cohen. Um, you know, what, his music impacted so many people, his poetry. And when he died, it, it you know, left a hole in a lot of people because they realized, wow, you know, it, that he, he was a conduit. He was a channel to process very dark things in a way that was beautiful and moving and meaningful. And so I want to mention that his song, his most popular song, Hallelujah, which I just recently posted a cover of that I've done uh, 12, 13 years ago, I recorded it. And that song, Hallelujah, is captured the you know, nation's imagination and has been covered by so many people because there's something in it, there's a spirit in that song that helps us process grief and process deep emotion. And so um, when people asked him, well, what is that song actually about? Because it's helped so many people. This is what he actually said. I'm going to read directly a quote from Co uh, Leonard Cohen. This world is full of conflicts and full of things that cannot be reconciled. But there are moments when we can transcend the dualistic system and reconcile and embrace the whole mess. And that's what I mean by hallelujah. The only moment that you can live here comfortably in these absolutely irreconcilable conflicts is in this moment when you embrace it all and you say, look, I don't understand a fucking thing at all. Hallelujah. That's the only moment that we live here fully as human beings. Leonard Cohen quoted in this book by Alan Ian Light called The Holy or the Broken. And so Art and poetry should never be minimized. If that's where your passions are, trust it, keep going with it, create a beautiful vision, and use your artistic or creative skills to, to create a new world. And the last step that I want to mention that you can practice is to develop your vibration through your compassion, your curiosity, and your creativity. And so this vibration I'm talking about is a, this complex compendium of your everyday thoughts and everyday emotions. And if you can channel that through the, this beautiful vision that I'm talking about, and then you can keep elevating that vision by developing yourself as a compassionate, creative, and curious human being, then you'll never lose the life force that's needed to continue this work. And I'm, I'm mentioning those three things because they are really powerful cultivators of a higher vibration that comes, transcends fear and transcends that feeling of helplessness that so many people are feeling. Because through compassion, we can understand why things have happened. We can't fight someone and just beat them down. We need to understand why they believe what they believe in order to actually help each other grow. And so I spent a lot of time this past week trying to understand people who have a different perspective on the election. And ultimately, we all want to live in a beautiful reality in which we feel good and we feel valued. We need to understand what we don't agree with and then come up with beautiful inspired solutions and that comes through deep inquiry that comes from the curiosity deep compassion that trusts in the goodness that's inherent in people when they're not in survival mode and then that creativity that comes from just 
exploring different ideas and trusting in your imagination as a valid power in this world as a creator. You know what? I was just trying to understand marketing, trying to understand all these things that I've been studying. And in the end, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do something that I enjoy, which I love making videos. And I love helping people answer life questions um, and, and create meaning for people and create support and help them stay compassionate and stay creative. And that's just when I decided this um, last uh, summer to start doing these weekly videos and it was finally out of just realizing I just want to go back to what I know and what I love to do and trust that that's going to make a difference and so that's part of the genesis of these videos and also uh, a, a new video that I just uh, put together that was inspired by my friend Daryl R. Taylor who wrote lyrics for this song that I've, uh, I've named it uh, Sing That Damn Song and it's about Site C Dam, which I've only known a little bit about, but he's done so much research and he invited me to sing his lyrics. And I've recorded the song and I made the video and I'm going to post it uh, in this thread so that you can access it. And you see it as an example of uh, an inv invitation that came through creativity. And I decided, yeah, I'm going to try this. Um, and I devoted over 20 some hours to creating the song and the video because the calling was enticing. It was through creativity and art. And, and it was meaningful. It's an example of how all that research was embedded into lyrics, so you made it into something appealing and fun, and then invited other artists like me to do something even more fun with it. And so that's a form of activism. I ended up reading hours and hours of material about Site C Dam, and I watched all this video footage in, in preparation for it and putting together the video. And so I ended up doing all the research, but it was so much more fun and so much more meaningful. And I hope that this video is a way to help you focus in the coming weeks uh, post 11-9, uh, that's the new term that people are calling. And, and ironically, Alleluia was used post 9-11 to grieve and to help people move through that process. So I hope that your creativity um, and your imagination will help pull you through 11-9, the day after the election, and come to a new place where you feel empowered again and refocused and more committed than ever before to what you love, to make what you love more important than ever before. And that is what's going to change this world. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're curious about my one-on-one -on -one sessions, workshops, or online classes, visit littlewood.org. Lots of love.